0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Did you know more than one in seven U.S. adults have kidney disease and many don't know it? This National Kidney Month, find out what causes kidney disease and what you can do to take control of your health. Take a no cost Kidney Smart class online at www.davita.com slash kidney That's www.davita.com slash kidney
1: The following is brought to you courtesy of the No Phony Podcast Network, home of independent awesomeness.
2: So welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brook Reading Podcast. I, as always, am Melissa, and tonight we will be discussing lots of shit. Lots of stuff right off the bat. Um, one of them will be the uh, first couple chapters of The Feminine Mystique by Betty Friedan. But this episode is also the first in a new series I'm starting, uh, which is probably going to encompass the next couple months, uh, entitled Important Women Who Did Important Shit. <laughs> so... that's what i'm calling it because it sounds like yeah It's fantastic yep it's gonna work out well um but i say we because uh tonight to start off the series i'm super excited i have a special guest with me who you've heard previously on my it extravaganza episodes if you go back and listen to them uh allison say hello 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 Hello. uh, girl we're doing it
1: or hello yeah we are again Hello, (laughs) we're as usual (laughs) (laughs) for the the first for the first time or as usual (laughs) there's a movie reference number whatever yeah do we do we do was there a birdcage movie reference in all of the it episodes i don't think so or was there
2: we didn't do the we didn't hit the birdcage i'm shocked there had to have been in all the
1: 20 hours of programming we provided these (laughs) fine people (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, really. You're yeah, welcome. I, I, and we we never did the count either. Like if anybody went through and counted, I was gonna like send them a sticker. You're gonna send I so, said
1: yeah, you were gonna send them a prize. Yeah, you're they're gonna get a sticker. Uh, yeah, so you yeah. can do
2: the same here. So we'll start off with a little trivia game. If you go through this episode and count the amount of times that we referenced a movie, I think so far we're up to like five. Right. Um <laughs> I'll send you a sticker. So. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, Speaking of listeners, thank you to all of you who are joining me. Uh, If you're joining me for the first time tonight, welcome. This is a perfect time to start. Um, But a special thanks need to go out to my family, my friends, especially my co-host. And my amazing support system, without whom I could not do any of this.
3: Whoever you are, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers.
2: So I have two new comments from uh, having joined over on Spreaker, uh, which is cool. A lot of the other podcasts that are in, like, networks with me or groups with me or whatever are on Spreaker as well. So when last week's show popped, uh, the guys at BS3 Radio said hey to me, so that was nice. Awesome. And I got a and I got a new follower on Spreaker, so that was exciting. Um, Kevin and Tiffany Dillon of the Fake Headlines podcast. I just wanted to say thank you for following me, and I'm gonna. I can't figure out how to follow people on Spreaker yet, <laughs> <laughs> so once I figure it out, I'll go and I'll follow you guys too. Uh, so yeah, that was exciting. That's awesome, girl. Um, yeah, I'm uh, the. I think the changeover has been really cool, and it's so much easier to uh, figure out over there at Spreaker.
3: Uh, nice. So it's
2: nice. But if you, anybody out there, would like to leave a comment, have a question, or want to make a suggestion for a novel, you can find me on Twitter at brookreadingpod, on Facebook at The Reading Podcast, on Instagram at brookreading, or via email brookreading at gmail.com. Uh, to find all of the Brook Reading-related content in one place, you can now visit brookreadingpodcast.com. If you are enjoying book Reading and you want to find other amazing podcasts to add to your collection, check out the following hashtags on Twitter. WLi Pod Lady Pod Squad, and Podern Family. You can also find other amazing shows, including me, on the No Phony Podcast Network. I'm excited, girl. Five yeah, minute rant time.
1: Oh yes, go have for you,
2: it. Have you seen this? I was going to tag you on it on uh, facebook but i don't know if it's i think it was from one of those groups that like if you're not a member of the group you oh. can't tag other people which is super frustrating <laughs> yes
1: i've been through that
2: yeah it's annoying but there is that's not the rant um <laughs>
1: Okay, be like, you know what, Mark? Um, maybe I want my friend to see this, but they don't have time to be in the I like doorknobs group. But the meme was really funny, and then I have to. Well, you just kind of save it down and then share it to them a different way, but it's an extra step. I've done that. (laughs) Where I'm like, let me tag, and it's like you could tag Melissa, but she won't see it. And I was like, well, what's the (laughs) point, Mark? So then I just save it and then if you can't save it, then I do a screenshot and then I put it in the yes. little editing app and then I do the boop with the, I resize it so all the little goofball comments and my screen isn't there and then I save it and then I, then I share it with you and I've done that.
2: Yes, I have too. <laughs> those are all the steps. I've done exactly all those steps. <laughs> that is your five minute you, rant. There we go. Just kidding. You, I'm not
1: dismissing your original plan. I'm
2: done. No, it's fine. <laughs> Um, and don't ever say that you don't learn things by listening to the book Reading Podcast. Hey.
1: <laughs> We're here to educate and entertain.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You are edutainment. I definitely saw it as that when you started. <laughs>
2: Thank you. That's awesome. Especially because I didn't
1: read 1984. And then I was like, oh, and I learned about it too from my friend in a That's fun cool. way. And then I kind of didn't feel like I wanted to read it because I was so bummed out at the end <laughs> of your first <laughs> Oh, God.
2: Well, I'm sorry to bum you out, A, because of the ending of the novel, but I probably know. too because of the terrible audio from my first couple no, episodes. Oh, please. Um,
1: <laughs> That's not a biggie.
2: No, but you're not the only one that has said that. A lot of people have said, like, not that they don't read, because you're an avid reader. Yeah. Most people I know in my life are voracious readers, but um, they'll say, like, oh, I'm never going to read that book because, like, A, it's too long, or too, like, right. I just didn't think I cared about it enough. That's, but yeah. they're like, then I listened to your show, and it was kind of like listening to an audiobook, or, like, you know, and right. I learned about it, now I don't have to read it. And I'm right. like, hey, that's great. That's what I'm here for.
1: I knew, yeah, it's like, you know, I know about 1984 from stuff my mom told me. I remember cuz for whatever reason we didn't go over it. I didn't uh I didn't for it didn't like come through my curriculum of my specific classes in high school even though I know it was wherever it was there. Yeah. And um then it was like my mom told me about it before and she's like this would be something you'd probably like but it would definitely upset you and then obviously the references that Bowie makes to it in Diamond Dogs where he wanted to make he wanted to make 19, a 1984 musical specifically oh but Orwell's family they were like no you can't have the rights to it and they denied him so he took yeah. influences from it and crafted his own story because they were just no, like we don't want red. we don't like it for that and he's like okay well I'll just be inspired by it and take some stuff and then I'll just make up my own thing which he did
2: and, there you go uh, that's yeah. awesome I it's, remember that yeah. when you actually sent me an article on that during I was the first-
1: so excited <laughs> to do that when I listened and I was like I'm gonna write in like you were like write in if you want to talk about whatever and I was like I shall Melissa so I did I remember I properly went through your book reading email I didn't want to do it on a personal I was like I'm going to do it the right way like the listener should and then you did it was
2: awesome and I still have that email yeah and then
1: like every (laughs) pop culture reference and obviously it was referenced in the Simpsons at one point too so Mm -hmm. but I never read it so it was cool to listen to you do that I just messed up your
2: five minute rant no, you didn't. It's fine. It works because it's right after the comment section and you're telling people, hey, look how great it is to leave a comment. Right, like, exactly. <laughs>
1: I Yes, you can become part of the show if you leave a comment in some way. I think it's important. I like that you do Thank that. Thank you. Yeah.
2: No, I appreciate that. Yeah, because that's, you know, I'm not just talking at people i want to like like we always said we wanted to do a virtual book club we wanted to have a conversation yes. and we can never do it because we have lives and they get in the way and stuff like that this is kind of like my jumping off point it and is want to jump in they can and if they don't want to it's fine and whatever you know but more I, people than not have jumped in and left their you know their opinions on stuff so that's cool
1: yeah and i definitely i see that i see that's funny that you mentioned the the, the book club that we did one at one point i i see that you know, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish we got to do it, but and I know it's difficult. You know, it, maybe it's not now with technology. We, now we learned about. We all know how to zoom. We all know how to. Google we should sure do. And shit, so yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll figure it out sometime. Yeah. But so the five minute rant. So there was a post on Facebook of mm-hmm. a young entrepreneur, young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's still a teenager mm. who was playing a uh, poker or something with her dad. And when he was explaining to her, okay, the points are, you know, the point for this card is X, the point for this card is Y, whatever, whatever. She was like, why is the king in most of these games worth more than the queen? Mm. And he's like, I don't know. That's a really good question. Why don't you go and like look up some research as to why that was invented with the gaming and everything like that? And she's like, okay, I will. So she did that and she found that a lot of your typical, especially the older card games the king would be worth more points than the queen right you know the um who's after the queen the jack would be worth less and then so on and so forth Mm -hmm. um and she's like you know i didn't think it was right you know it doesn't really show like a more uh like woke um attitude towards gender equality and blah 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 so she started to put all these ideas together in her head right and she came up with a new system to build a new pack of playing cards that I believe she started an indieGogo for so like Ooh. if you buy a you know a pack of playing cards it's like fifteen dollars and part of it is going to her so she can be able to do marketing and stuff like that to sell these cards and she made this video and she explained her whole gig and it sounded cool and I was just like oh wow this is Fun idea. This girl has right. to do some research. Like for any kid of any age between like you know nine and eighteen to go out of their way to do extra research to learn something exactly. it's, like fantastic as it is. Yes, and then two, she, and that should all you know, be she, encouraged. Uh, exactly, Hi. and then two, you know, she's trying. She's learning about who she is as a as a young woman and coming into the society and as a feminist and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh wow, these are all amazing things. Then you read all the comments underneath.
1: Oh God, I can't even imagine. Well, I guess I can imagine, because I've seen so <laughs> like much. Exactly. <sighs> you can imagine.
2: Exactly. You can hundred percent imagine. Half of them were like, that's great, good for you. What an entrepreneurial spirit you mm-hmm. have. What a like that's so good. I you know, I wish you the best of luck. You know, even I might not buy a pack, but it's a cool idea, and please go for it and do you and um a lot of like men were writing in being like, I'm a dad and I would totally support my That's kid, awesome. you know, wanting to grow a business, like blah blah blah. That's Correct. so cool. All that so there were a lot of positive feedback mm-hmm. coming towards this little girl and doing what she's doing. How old was she again? Then, uh I wanna say fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, okay. somewhere around there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's even cool. something
1: big. she can use. I can't believe I'm thinking proactively like this. I'm not a parent, right? I'm not going to be <laughs> that she could use on a college application, exactly to be like, wh- you. How many of these do we fill out? And you have to write your essay and whatever. She can even use that on a, you know, I'm applying for such and such university. Oh, and I have also created this. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, they would, they just- would
2: love it. They would eat that up and it's it's so much more competitive nowadays to get into college. I can't even imagine. yeah, being, like, president of student council or, like, the drum major doesn't cut it like it used to when we were applying to right, colleges. Right, exactly, or you all know, those was,
1: clubs, you know, I was yeah, very club-heavy. Yeah. me
2: too. That was enough, though, for us. It like, was. Like, that was totally fine. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not enough anymore because, oh, like I can't said, imagine. have all this technology. So yeah. we expect all these kids to be experts in everything, which is a little heavy. It's a little, right. like, too yeah. much for a lot of kids, you know? But to already some have... Of them are
1: Yeah, like, sorry, like you were saying, the entrepreneurial business minded spirit where you're supposed to think outside the box. And it's like, if I want to create something new, where do I see, where do I see a gap in the marketplace? And then how do I fill it? Yes. And a lot of people go to school to learn that or still trying to learn that in the business they're in as an adult. And she came up with that as a, a teenager. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's got like nobody's knocking her creative spirit. Her par her parents are supportive of her creativity. Right. And then when she goes into college, she can take those business courses and learn, you know, the real behind the scenes and exactly. you know all that kind of stuff that she needs to like build upon that. So that's yeah. wonderful. And, you know, so kudos to her a hundred percent. Of I course. Hope. If it works out or if it doesn't, like you said, she's got that, like, marketable experience for when she's older, yeah. which is fucking fantastic. Yeah. But the negatives were a lot okay. of people were focusing. This is so stupid, too. Yeah. So many people were like, why do we have to change things? <sighs> um, Can't. Why are we whining about stuff that's been this way forever? Hmm. I swear to God, people wrote the word whining. And it like I said I it, I don't think all the negative comments were from men either. Some people were just like like all it was across the board. Um some some people were like right. well you don't seem to have a problem that the main character in chess is the queen. Well, if we're going to do gender equality, then you have to change chess too. Oh my god. <laughs> actually, Melissa. somebody actually wrote that. I was just like, "We Are you fucking <laughs> She's no I'm
1: assuming that this young girl and you could totally was she saying we must eradicate all playing cards or wasn't she saying I'm going to create a new deck that also 100% exists?
2: 100% she was not saying let's exactly. eradicate all playing cards.
1: And that's usually the case unless it's something yeah. horrible and we should eradicate it which is what the Me Too movement was and we all need to get into that because a lot of exactly. people said why are we whining and why are we changing stuff and I can't even. Yep. So for someone to say I don't like this so much but i'm gonna create this and if you want this this is here and wouldn't you like that too if you don't like it you don't have to motherfucking buy it okay which is not <laughs> what you saying. but how know. <laughs> dare? Uh, now we have to and it's the people who
3: hey y'all Darius rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music
1: The people who refuse change is how you just become like a stagnant, awful human. And are those the people who don't even believe in science, who don't even believe in evolution? And the whole point of being a human and the world, and we could even talk about that right now, is changing and going through changes and evolving. And when somebody doesn't like something, they create something else that they think is a better version of it. But in no way was she saying, we must take all the playing cards and throw them into a volcano. Be gone with ye. (laughs) That's horrifying. But everyone will see something different. Not everyone. Those types of people will see something different and then, and get so offended, right? Because there's something inside of them that they know is wrong, Mm -hmm. but then that comes out in their anger. And when women do it, I get even more disgusted. Because oh, like, I course. bet you expected to see that whole list full of men complaining. And then when you saw a bunch of female voices, you were probably like, your head exploded.
2: A little bit. Yeah, of yeah. course. I. It's ridiculous. I just went on. I just went on to, uh, you know, get my the, the names of stuff straight and everything, my facts straight and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and first of all, if anybody is interested uh, and you have Facebook or if you can... Go- I don't know if she's jumped onto Google yet. But okay. But she does have a link for her Indiegogo, which I will put in my show notes. Yeah. But it's called Queen, but with a G at the end. So it's Queen cards. Like she merged the king and the queen to make ah. them a little more equal. Right? Cute. Um, So I will post her... in I believe it is Indiegogo. Um, I will post her Indiegogo if you want to check it out. Um, yeah, I'm just flipping through the. Com- I'm not reading anything specifically, just but I'm just on flipping it right through right now. Okay, and it's all like chess, chess, chess. Did you hear about chess? Do you know oh. about chess? Blah blah blah. And then okay, here's a woman. I don't understand which card game she's playing where they aren't equal. Um, Poker.
1: Yeah, hi. Durr, also the biggest card game it. ever.
2: <laughs> like yeah, and also she said it in her video, so right. maybe you should listen to the video before you just freak out on nah, a child. You know, like I'm sorry, we're that. saying she's. I know. We're saying she's 16, 17, 18, but mm-hmm. she's still a child. She is. And what I what I am she's liking kid, is that a yeah. lot of people... Yeah, she's a child. And what I am liking is that some people are starting to override the negative comments by I'm saying, glad. like, listen, please try to ignore what everybody's saying and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Whether other people think it's right or wrong, you're invested in it. So keep it going and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like That's awesome. So, I mean... Look, is this a joke? Look, it's cool if you do this because of equality and all that stuff. Uh, I'm sorry? I'm sorry? That should be the fucking subtitle of this episode. Equality and 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 all all that that stuff. stuff. You know, that that (laughs) thing, that thing, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, And then he's like, but only 5% of the population care about why a queen is less than the king. Not How about you. you throw in a statistic because when you're making an assumption, where does Dipshit. he get five like, percent? is he a scientist? Yeah. Did he do, this, do
1: a study? Um, who are those? Um, who are the, what's that? Uh, company not a company. That group of people that do studies. The big name. I forget him. I know I'm sitting on the internet right now, but I'm just seeing. that he's saying five percent. But like, she's got. I'm looking at her Indiegogo page right now. Mm-hmm. we've got uh 297 thousand dollars and 627 yeah. like I, and i was gonna i'll i'll go 15 bucks and get the the fir- the one deck that's awesome sure exactly Heck yeah and our uh they had us. um the highest number is 250 you could pledge and that's already been done
2: that's awesome. Yeah, and, and obviously see, multiple times if she's made over two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars already. Yeah, you
1: can look at each perk and you can see like in you know in the thousands for most of the perks of how people have donated. You know, but no yeah. one cares. You're right, sir. I assuming that yeah. was a sir that said that. Yeah, that because he said that equality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> I really think that needs to be the whatever subtitle you of the like
1: female stuff. women species. I don't understand yeah. it.
2: Yeah, I just mm, and okay. all that jazz. Yeah, yep. No, I know. And like the my main my main point. I'm surprised I'm actually not getting as mad, but I had read this already and I freaked out the other day. <laughs> but like, okay, got you. my the main overarching point of the entire thing is mm-hmm. that. I don't care what she's making. I don't care what the point, the reasoning is behind what she's making. I'm just happy that she's making Exactly. Something. She's using her creativity. She's being an entrepreneur. And she's doing this when I was still like you know, making mixtapes on my boombox when I was Same. 16. Like, I wasn't doing this kind of shit, but she has all these opportunities and all these avenues, and she's actually using them. She's not just going on TikTok or Instagram as yeah. a 16-year-old and being like, this is how you curl your eyelashes. She's actually, like, doing quality stuff. And is it going to change the world? No, probably not. It's a fucking deck of playing cards. Yeah. But to her, it's important. To her, it's, this is how movements get started, exactly. right? Exactly. She is, you know, blooming this idea. She's going to tell other people about it. Other people Mm -hmm. are going to go, oh, this is interesting. And a revolution can come of this not because of, like, gaming or playing cards or anything like that, but it could be a new opportunity or new avenue for new revolution which is what we're going to talk about through the rest of the episode so like that's what it's all about it has nothing to do with like the people who are so mired down in the minutia of what she's doing are missing the entire fucking point of
1: course they are and they always will and that's the saddest part and if you'd even hope that they could take a second to maybe understand it read it read through listen to her really without just popping off and getting angry or even listening to what you said, or somebody like that explaining it, maybe they'd get it. Um, while we were talking, <laughs> I selected my um, the fifteen dollar one deck of Queen cards. So I uh, oh, that's awesome! I have IndieGoGo supported this rad girl.
2: That is super great. I'm yeah. so happy. I'm probably going to take a page out of your book later on and do it as well. And like I said to everybody, if you so choose to not not jump on the quote-unquote feminist bad w- wagon because <laughs> god forbid yeah but if you choose to support another human being for doing something cool especially a kid who yeah. they deserve support especially exactly when you know they're coming up with good ideas and they're not using their their intelligence near creativity for evil yeah exactly. <laughs> they're using it for good yeah <laughs> you know like go support that like
1: please just, do like,
2: it is they are our future because who is the future if
1: not the younger generation Whitney wasn't kidding (laughs) I know we say it as a joke or as an offhanded (laughs) comment I know I've said it in a flippant way if I'm being like surly about a younger generation because I know I can get that way but when I see this I feel so it's so beautiful and sweet and cool and at 15 and 16 I was listening to you know Tori Amos and Nine Inch Nails and either angry or crying or acting like a goofball with my friends. It was, it was between those three things. So I I wasn't thinking about creating something positive or changing a point of view of something really. So I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah. A (laughs) hundred percent. It was a different, it was a different time when we were 15 and 16. (laughs) Let's be real. You know, Um, (laughs) but I was involved in Amnesty International
1: and environmental clubs back to the club thing.
2: Exactly. We thought we were doing our part via that, you know, which that's yeah. all we were able to do at the time because we didn't have access to this kind of stuff. that these that's kids, that's true. So, good. I
1: I letter you know? wrote for Amnesty, um exactly as much as I could. Yeah. What 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 I do? I had gay uh, LGBTQ friends at that point that I was like, I support you, but it wasn't like there was a march or a thing we were going to, or even like a letter writing. And then yeah. I also considered myself pro-choice at that point too. Yeah. And it was like I'd have a sticker or tell people I believed in a certain thing or maybe get um information from somewhere but yeah it was there wasn't it would only be in the like your tiny circle or school related like uh we had a fundraising drive to clean up the campus or do something for the environmental club. Yes. You same, know, same. but it mm-hmm. right but it didn't reach out into the universe like everyone could do now, which is cool.
2: And yeah, yeah no, a hundred percent. Like, the, and like you said, we just didn't have access to that kind of stuff then. And you know, if you like, <clears throat> that's a lot, like everything you just listed, that's a lot for a 15, 16, right. year old to be involved with, or kind of even know about, like, I yeah. didn't even know about a lot of that stuff until, you know, we were in college, but right. you know, yeah, these kids have so much more access and instead of wasting their time, you know, playing a three-day marathon of Fortnite just to win millions of dollars, like, do this instead. Yeah. Like, you know, just do something that's actually a little bit meaningful. And whatever kind of meaningful it is, like, yeah. if you, you know, I don't care. Just get involved somehow. Like, that's great. You know? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I purposefully chose to talk about this because it fits with the episode. Of course. But if there's other kids out there doing other stuff like this, you know, um, there was kids in... um. In my town, I believe last year, we were going to, like, our... Uh, it was actually, like, our, like, Scotch Plains version of the San Gennaro Festival, like, oh, the Italian that's cool. festival. Oh, Nice. And we went to it, and we were parked kind of far away, so we were walking down, you know, the street, and there was a couple kids set up outside their house, mm-hmm. and they had created this, like... um dice game and like some cards and something like they it was two brothers and they yeah. developed it and they were selling the cards and oh, they, wow. they gave us a little slip of paper saying to like you can go on our indiegogo and we're trying to raise some money to put this out there and get it into like comic book shops and stuff and i was like yeah guys 100 percent. so we bought a pack like we don't know how to play that's so but- bad It was really cool, and their parents were sitting there at the table, too, and they were like, hey, you know, because we didn't want to be like the weirdos, the weirdo-lesbian couple going up to the, like, little suburban kids. But the parents were (laughs) so
1: That's awesome but
2: i like that you
1: were the couple going up it's like here we are you know
2: no but the parents were so sweet and they were like yeah you know the boys wanted to do this and we're we're behind them and i'm like that's amazing and like you know of course we start telling them like we're teachers and we think this is great oh yeah
1: even better you know
2: so exactly so it was awesome but yeah like more kids and like you said stuff like that need to be um not evil yeah not evil (laughs) and that's my five-minute rant (laughs) exactly
1: i'd say use your powers for good children
4: and that people is what grinds my gears tom
2: all right so i don't know if you've been listening to the last couple episodes al but i started Mm. a new section of the show called what am i watching
3: come on let's go to the movies
2: let's go see the stars (laughs) This week, um, I only have the two things I want to talk about. um, One of them being Mrs. America on Hulu, which is the majority of our discussion, too. But I did want to update everybody from last week. I finished Community. Uh, Have you ever seen it? No,
1: I was bad at (laughs) wanting to watch it, but not watching it. Because it was like, I felt it probably fell in the same lines of The Office and Parks and Rec. Yes, I think it's all the same. type of, like, the feeling and the cast, and, like, it's a bunch of kind of wackyish characters that are very different from each other, but their relationship and their friendships, and they all get along, and I love that. <laughs> yes. That's what I love about the other shows. And so I meant to watch Community, and I was like, oh, I need to watch this. And then one of those, it just didn't happen yet. I get you. But should.
2: <laughs> well, I, that was the same thing for me. I didn't know about it a whole lot when it first came out, but um i had heard about it and the same thing like i did try parks and rec i wasn't really enjoying it i watched like five episodes and i'm like eh, i don't really, know like, i know i don't know what happened i'm not like i, <laughs> I know right okay. it's weird like i thought i was gonna love it i love amy poehler it has nothing to do with her like i just i don't know i'm just kind of like mm.
1: but you yeah, just me. did you watch four or five episodes of season one though
2: Yes. I start Start with
1: season 2.
2: Oh and really? The, and that Just skip was season sage, 1 completely? Yeah.
1: And that was the sage advice given to me by Lisa who was like the first person I knew who was a big fan of Parks and Rec and who kept saying, "Alice, really? Al- you have to watch it." She's like, "Don't worry about season 1. She's like, "Just start with season 2." And so I okay. did. And then Ed started with me and that's how we fell truly madly and deeply in love with that show. Almost uh, to the nice. point where we were when two characters get married, they have this little cute thing in their vows and we almost put it into ours, but I said <gasps> I would have cried I would have cried too much. I would have I wouldn't have been able to say the line to him. So we yeah. didn't do it. But we sometimes say that to each other.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I will definitely take your advice because when yes. you give advice about entertainment, I 100% take it. Yes. But that's good to know. It's kind of funny that you say that because with Community, I feel the opposite. Okay. Like, if anybody is going to watch it, obviously, first episode. Like, out of the box. It's amazing. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny the whole cast except for like one person i'm kind of mm-hmm. like eh, i could live without you but everybody else is just like so good powerhouse right and a lot of these people i had never heard of so like the last thing in my notes that i wrote like if nothing else this show introduced me to danny poody and donald glover oh, they're yeah. fucking perfect i love them and like i oh my god they're so adorable and their friendship makes me happy and it reminds me of you and I cuz they That's have their awesome. little they're like a little intertwined like only the things that they know with each other and shit like that and it's super right. cute. But there was six seasons and season 5 halfway through a major <laughs> cast member left and I was like mm-hmm. what Whoa. the fuck like that was the ep- that was the episode I cried. That oh. was the fr- and normally like Episodes randomly will make me cry here and there because, like you said, right. if there's a wedding episode, if there's oh. something, you know, you cry. But we had this a couple
1: one... tears at Parks and Rec, let me tell you. Ed and, and, oh, and okay. isn't emotional like me, but he even, you could even see there was a little bit of like happening.
2: Like, like he's oh. like, ow, my allergies are bothering me. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's raining on my face. <laughs> <laughs> nice (laughs) but yeah i'm well but you know me i'm usually a bitch i cry at everything i uh... cried at two episodes one when this major character left because Mm. i was like no what are you doing
3: hey y'all Darius rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music and one of the big things is a strong sense of place that's why i love my home state of south carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit DiscoverSouthCarolina.com.
0: Did you know more than one in seven U.S. adults have kidney disease and many don't know it? This National Kidney Month, find out what causes kidney disease and what you can do to take control of your health. Take a no cost Kidney Smart class online at www.davita.com slash kidney smart. That's www.davita.com slash kidney smart. And right. then the last episode, because I'm still going to cry at the last
2: episode of a show. Oh,
0: always. Same. Just
2: because, yep. But you know what? At the end of the day, it wasn't a good episode. Although season six was not a good season, not strong. <laughs> not strong it's tough bad. when the last
1: season's like that
2: <laughs> i know like it made me it broke my heart the way season six and seven of buffy broke my heart I, like there oh, were those i got one, you mm-hmm. you know what i mean there yes. were those one or two glimmer episodes which yes. were like amazing yes but then the rest of it i was like why the fuck did i even watch this? you're
1: just like ah, mm, yeah okay. and that's how i felt it's like okay. i was like I, yeah
2: exactly i was like i have to get through it because i will never not finish a show especially one that i've come to really enjoy yeah but man season six fucking blew Uh, that's rough (laughs) I will
1: say that Parks and Rec was from two and I still haven't seen the season one episodes and I'm like okay with that from season two on i I believe that was super strong throughout and just got stronger you will love these characters Melissa oh my gosh that's cool okay I'm in man
2: man. I mean I already like Amy Poehler's character yeah you already am like Chris yeah, Pratt's happy character,
1: so you will love Andy Dwyer really? so much. Uh, I
2: fucking did not like him at you all. Didn't <laughs> no. He becomes he's so charming,
1: goofballly.
2: Okay, I can't wait for that.
1: <laughs> maybe they wor- they've got Elisa had to know what she was telling me that maybe whatever kinks were in season one, they worked out with two and be and you know and you, you. just go okay. from there.
2: Just try it. I will. I 100% will. Like I said, I mean, now I'm done with community. And yeah. funnily enough, like Mrs. America has a new episode every Wednesday. But okay. I'm caught up. Like I there were six episodes that had already been aired. Like I mm. guess it started six weeks ago or whatever. And I'm 100% caught up. So now if I'm watching that only once a week, I have time to binge other shit. So I will definitely add Parks and Rec to the list. And I mean, I feel like that's been my entire quarantine. I've had hits and misses because right. I started Star Trek's uh, Deep, Deep Space Nine. Okay, and I don't like it.
1: That wasn't for you. <laughs> that
2: now was, was not it? For
1: me. It was. What was the other Star Trek? You either love one of those or and hate the other. It was either like you were a Deep Space Nine fan or a Voyager fan, if Voyager's correct. Okay. Or you were voy. Is that right? Who was? Who's, Maybe. I, who's it got wasn't the me because I'm.
2: Ah, Voyager, that's, yeah.
1: Okay, then that was it. Yeah.
2: Okay. See, that one I want to watch. I think I'm going to just skip Deep Space Nine completely and watch Voyager, because that's the one I really wanted to watch. Right. Because um, Red from Orange is the New Black is the captain. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I fucking love her. So (coughs) I think I'm just going to skip Deep Space Nine for a while, put it on the back burner go to Voyager and then I'll intersperse with parks and rec cause I'll need some laughs. So that's fine. Right. Um, <laughs> and this yep. is America's heavy too. So I need to, I need to bounce in some comedy. Like it's, I think, <laughs> I think that's what people time.
1: said it was the some a uh, trick trekkie uh, and i misquote the trekkie i forget who it was it was like <laughs> it's okay. either a deuce Days nine fan or you're a voyager fan but you're not in, you don't get into both
2: you can't do both
1: <laughs> yeah and i was like <laughs> well oh. a lot
2: of people <laughs> say that about the original series and next gen like you can't oh, be an original do they se- right i yeah but i don't agree with that at I all because i love, i mean i have my preference but of course i i'm just as much of a fan of next gen as i am you know the original yeah um but it's like apples and oranges i mean exactly (laughs) hello to start to tie in everything uh about the show or Mm. to continue to tie in everything right um i started to watch mrs america and i blew through it i literally i watched all six episodes i think in two days
3: do we want women to be treated just like men
0: Why should women accept this picture of a half-life instead of a share in the whole of human destiny?
2: They say that women are like tea bags. You don't know their strength until they get into hot water. I wrote summaries of each episode, but I'm only going to cover episode one tonight because a, I know you haven't watched it. Two, I know a lot of people may not have watched it yet, and I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Really quick blurb on just in general of it. Um, mm-hmm. A, I love it. I'm like psychotically obsessed with it because first of all, I know I'm biased. This I'm is like one at of my favorite cast
1: right now. I'm scrolling through. I'm like, holy oh, shit,
2: girl! All I have my women? list.
1: I have Uh a list
2: in my notes of all the people that are, like, been really making an impact on me. And when I like John Slatterly, too. Yeah! I I Because Mad Men, girl, come on. Because Mad Men, baby. I thought (laughs) of you the second he popped up on the screen. I was like, Allison!
1: (laughs) I think he, I think when you watch Mad Men, because you need to do that, too. Where I totally like fell for Draper, I think you're gonna love him, and I don't know yeah. why his name is escaping me now. I'm sorry on the show, but
2: uh, I don't remember. I've seen a few episodes still, but I don't remember right. his, his name on the on the show, but yeah yeah, he's good. I mean he uh I don't know a lot about the man in real life that he's mm-hmm. playing. I've only researched you know his wife obviously because she's right. like the main uh you know person, but
1: oh God, Tracy she, Ullman plays Betty for Dan. Oh,
2: yeah. Wow. Yes. She is fucking perfection. She's so wow. good. Like, she's so... Oh, my God, dude. Okay, so, like I said, there's only been six episodes so far, and I okay. think I've cried during three of them. Oh, my <laughs> God.
1: This is gonna get <laughs> so, me right. It's gonna go right into me. It's gonna
2: fucking... Me. It's gonna hurt, bro. But
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Shit, I but, can't wait.
2: Yeah, so, like I said, I am a little biased because this period in history, like, I should have been the age i am now during like 1973 like this is when i should have been around you know i know you know the same you feel i the same
1: feel way. like that with you exactly
2: yeah yeah um but it's got so many other good things going on like so okay so the basis the broadest summary i could possibly give is it's telling the intertwined stories of phyllis schlafly G- gloria mm-hmm. Steinem, shirley chisholm betty Friedan. And the major politicians of the time. So, like, wow. Nixon, Goldwater. Um, ugh, ugh. You know, they mention Kennedy, but you don't see him. Well, right. They mention a lot of the conservative p- politicians because Schlafly is uh, conservative.
1: Right, exactly. So,
2: they, they talk about a lot. You see, like, there's somebody that plays Barry Goldwater. There's somebody that plays, um, you see a lot of Nixon's aides. I don't know if I've seen Nixon yet. Okay. But maybe he'll pop up later, but, They're yeah, probably they, saving so that for
1: the big reveal of who's Nixon in the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... But, so, and it's during the time of the Equal Rights Amendment, so the first Mm -hmm. episode is set in 1971, and then it seems like every episode kind of goes through the next year, or at least maybe six months or so, like, it covers big, big chunks in time. Oh, I like
1: that, that's cool.
2: It's nice, yeah, it's really nice, um... And you know, obviously the the women's rights debate is going up and down. Um, it's just so, so, so good. And my entire idea for this entire series was spurned from watching episode one.
1: Oh God, that's awesome. I love it. like
2: I was watching episode one and I'm like, I'm going to read The Feminine Mystique again because I read it in college and I didn't really understand it. I'm going to read Gloria Steinem's book. I'm going to review the show on my fucking show. And this is it. This is going to be the monster. No, I was just going to say, I started looking up the real people. Like, I I thought Gloria Steinem, Shirley Chisholm, and Betty Friedan were going to be the only three... Real people represented. I am a hundred percent wrong. Everybody's real, but I had never heard of Phyllis Schlafly. I had never right. heard of Senator Phil Crane. I had never heard of these people. So now I'm like, I'm really like, I'm in the midst of this like history lesson right now, and it's kind of insane. But
1: no, that's so. I I think it's awesome because I was going to say I remember a little while back where you were feeling like, where's the show going to go? Your yeah. show specifically for anyone right now during this time that's a creative person you have all this free time to be creative no pressure right i'm i'm feeling the pressure part of that you i know you were uncertain and now because of this piece of creative work and how it ties into history you've just been inspired to do a whole other facet of the show and i think that's so awesome Oh, I love thank it. You. So well, there it is. Yeah, it's and like, that's boop, there it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it just like this light bulb came on. It was uh-huh. amazing. But those are perfect and that's moments. Also, I know, and that's also why I wanted you on the first episode with me. Like that was oh. obviously necessary.
1: Thank you for me not even having to watch it. And I feel here. I'll say this is embarrassing, right? So I'm Please. actually watching Hulu the most because the show, the what have you been watching segment of this for Allison, even though mm-hmm. um. Ed and I are taking some nights where we're watching classic, famous classic films that either he hasn't seen, I haven't seen, or we both haven't seen. Last night was La Dolce Vita, and that's a whole other show. So the show that I'm currently watching, because I was trying to decide through what TV am I going to use as part of the distraction or have time to watch. There were shows that I could rewatch that make me happy and sad and emotional, Then there was the shows that all new seasons have just come up and I've missed them. So now it's time to catch up. Or there was something that I'd never watched, was maybe mildly curious in, and then was like, oh, I'll give it a try. So the show that I chose on Hulu, that's Hulu Houses because they have their their license with effects, is Nip Tuck and is pretty much the exact antithesis of this show. Oh and I'm God. almost like embarrassed to tell you. No, the funniest part is that during Nip Tuck, they always show me Miss uh, Misses America commercials, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this. I need to see this. That looks great." And then you started to mention it, but um, so Nip Tuck, I know it was made to be as sensational and over the top and crazy at it as it is, because it's like an adult, a very adult soap opera on insane
2: steroids right yes every did you ever watch it i watched like i think the first season or the first and second season mm-hmm. and here's my embarrassing reveal the only reason i did is because you know the the lead uh julian mcmahon yes he was on charmed
1: <laughs> oh
2: he had a major role starting in season three of charmed as like a one of the biggest demons that they ever dealt with and phoebe's like major love interest oh so i came from charmed to oh. nip tuck as i was like julian mcmahon like mm. okay <laughs> like, so, so, so yeah funny i 100 yeah
1: do you want to know why i wanted to watch <laughs> nip tuck i didn't even know his real name in in real life because i wanted to see the hot doctor (laughs) the hot doctor being julian mcmahon yes (laughs) do like i I knew it was gonna be like trashy and he's gonna sleep with a bunch of women and i was like that's hot i'll watch this crazy show with that one hot guy (laughs) Uh. His character is terrible. He's an awful human, but so is the other doctor and so is his wife and so are the kids. And so is everybody except (laughs) the one woman who's the anesthesiologist who's lesbian. And then he treat, I hate that. He's always like, I know the, like, I understand a playful relationship, but he's like constantly bashing her and being offensive. And I was like, that's not even funny and playful. Like you're just like harassing this woman yeah. Everybody is a piece of garbage on this show and well, I can't root for anyone. But I am now on the last season because I have to finish it and it's insane. The no, show's I nuts. get you. It's fun. And, I, and I was like and I was like here I am watching just like the craziest most sensational TV. Not that I would condemn anyone for doing it because I like a lot of that stuff, but I almost There are moments where it almost made me feel bad about myself and how I look, but I go, but I know it's a commentary on that. But I was like, but I'm at one point I'm supposed to root for like a main character, but they're all they're terrible and they treat each other so badly. And I was like, oh, God, (laughs) everyone's trash on this show. I was like, these characters aren't even nice to themselves or each other or anyone they encounter. So, but I'm committed and I need to finish it. So, this is America will happen right now or during this. (laughs) And then if I could just get through the last season of Nip Tuck. Because like now even the, now even Julian McMahon as his, like as his like doctor self. It's he lost me really big time along the way of you're just the hot doctor because he's he's just been so awful. <laughs> oh wow! That I'm just like oh I can't even think you're just the hot doctor to watch anymore because you're really a shitty
2: person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it's funny that you say that. Like, yeah, a, a great show is going to have their yeah. their angels and their demons, right? Like. And I'm watching this show and from Mm -hmm. the first five minutes of episode one, I was like, ooh, I think I like this Phyllis Schlafly lady. And ooh, Gloria Steinem's going to be here. And ooh, this is going to be, I'm going to love everybody. That's not true. I don't love everybody. And what I like is whether they're, whether they're writing the script to sensationalize these people a little bit or if they're writing it to humanize them a little bit.
1: Maybe. Yeah. It's
2: working because like Gloria Steinem did some fucked up shit on the show not in real life i'm not Mm -hmm. obviously this is all a fictionalized account of these real people's lives right so whether or not she acted a certain kind of way in real Mm -hmm. life or said a certain kind of thing in real life like there were scenes where i was like ouch bitch like what are you why would you you know like why would you say that why would you do that whatever phyllis schlafly is terrible her husband is is terrible okay Mm -hmm. like there there were a lot of people in the show that are like oh god really Mm. but but there were key figures right right like everybody says that about any parts especially of american history everybody's Mm -hmm. like well you can't hold kennedy up to a pedestal because he did terrible things yes i'm aware he did terrible things of course Aware clinton did terrible things yeah i am the first person to defend that you're doing your job well versus the kind of person you are agreed like and that's a lot of these people they yeah Gloria Steinem was key figure Betty Friedan was exactly. the mother of like second and third wave feminism I'm exactly. never gonna shit on her memory but as a person yeah she probably made mistakes because she was a goddamn human being exactly so relax. like but that's why I like the show is because they're not just holding them up on a pedestal and, like, right. putting halos on their head. They're like, no, these were real women and here's how they interact.
1: Right, um, and real humans have flaws, which I think is super important. And not yeah. to, like, <clears throat> take away from any of the, like, TV or media that I love, because most of what I love to watch is flawed human entertainment. Yeah. Because <laughs> I actually like an antihero or a flawed character, even if the good person does shitty things, like, if you want to go back to that part of Buffy where she had her, like,
2: her dark, with Spike. her dark times
1: <laughs> with Spike. Yes. That didn't bug me as much.
2: No, of course just not.
1: Just because I'm just like, oh, yeah, she's just in it. And sometimes you just have those moments in your life and it's real. That was I her therapy see- from
2: being ripped out <laughs> yeah. of heaven. I mean, come on. We yeah, all know.
1: <laughs> exactly. On Nip Tuck, <laughs> there with, like, Christian Choi's character, Hot Doctor, there's maybe one or two moments of it. But like for the majority of the show, I'm just like, oh, yeah, not good. Yeah, so it's it's hard. It's more demons than angels. I have not yet seen a person on there except for maybe the anesthesiologist that I'm just like, (laughs) okay, you're trying to hold it together in this twisted world. And I get it. If they, you know, it's supposed to be like humans are a mess. And we're plastic surgeons trying to make everything perfect, but look at how flawed we are. And we might not be physically flawed being on the inside and in our lives, there's so much turmoil and we can't fix that with a tuck or, an, or like a nose job.
2: <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, that's a great that's a, actually a great Which is probably like,
1: why exactly the show is like it is. And plus, like falchick and um why well, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. I'm so sorry. The the dude, the you know, the the glee the glee American horror story guys <clears throat> who made this. Oh
2: Ryan Ryan Murphy and <laughs> Murphy and falchick
1: Yeah. We're probably obviously that's the point plus being like let's make a crazy over the top sensational soap style nighttime show for grown-ups.
2: <laughs> sure, 100%. Yeah. But that's actually a really like the way you said <laughs> mm-hmm. that was it aligns really well to this show too because it's the same idea like you you think in the begin the first five minutes yeah well i mean actually okay forget the first five minutes if you watch the trailer what you think phyllis schlafly is the hero she has this what i get
1: from the the commercials that i see from the commercials exactly during break
2: yeah yeah (laughs) she says this amazing line and you're like oh wow she must she must you know turn it around and decide that she's going to support the era she doesn't wow she's just she's she relies Mm -hmm. on and okay again i'm not really spoiling a whole lot because if you read about her you'll just find this out right it's real life yeah she relies a lot upon fake news. She relies a lot mm. upon, um like, facts that she invents to support her side. So oh. she's not, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. She just passed away, and, and I'll get into that when I do her biography, but mm. she just passed away recently enough where when Trump was running for president, she, in, she endorsed him. Wow. Yeah. And that wasn't, like, a fake news article I read. That was in her obituary. What? Oh.
1: oh that's a gut punch huh (laughs) yes my friend however
2: (laughs) yes i said god damn i said god (laughs) damn here we go movie reference come on boom (laughs) (laughs) yeah this has been a very serious episode we haven't been really kicking up the movie references i'm glad we put that (laughs) in there i am too Speaking of her, let's start with her. I need to run through this cast because as you, as we've been talking, you obviously googled it and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, I'm
1: right here on, um, <sighs> like IMDb looking at this yes. cast.
2: Kate Blanchett portrays Phyllis Schlafly and she mm. is amazing. Yeah, Uzo Aduba is oh, kicking her. ass at at portraying Shirley Chisholm. I can't she, wait. She she looks like her. Yeah. Like, I Googled pictures for my, for my post on my website later on. Mm-hmm. They look like everybody resembles each other. Rose Byrne awesome. looks exactly like Gloria Stein. Yes. I Tracy Ullman resembles Betty Friedan. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth Banks is in it. She plays, um, she actually plays one of the women in the caucus, but she's a Republican. Um, and oh, wow. she is able to use that to infiltrate, like, um, not Nixon. Who was it that she works under? Because she becomes an aide on, like, for, like, the Women's Task Force under one of the Republican presidents. I guess it had to have been Nixon. Right. Um, I can't remember, but that was the last episode I saw. Nice. Um, Melanie Linsky is in it, and I love her. Yeah, Um, Margot Martindale, who I don't know her by name, but when you see her face, you're going to be like, I know everything you've ever been in. Like, she's one of those. She was one of the, I
1: just, when I scrolled in and I just opened the bigger class list, I was like, I love that woman. Yes, but I felt bad. I didn't know her name, but how many pieces of work and film and stuff has she been in that we've enjoyed? Love it.
2: Yes, she's so prolific and she does an amazing job as playing Bella Abzug, who is another just like mother of feminism. But again, she does some shit in some episodes and you're like, what? What? I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Did you just what? Did you just, you know, like, it it really kind of, you know, pulls you into how, you know, back and forth this whole like tumultuous i should say this whole yeah. uh, era must have been uh john slattery like you said he's mm-hmm. fantastic gene Triplehorn, i see that wow and she's so good she plays um so she's john slattery's sister she plays phyllis schlafly's sister-in-law mm-hmm. um who is a perfect now i don't know if this is an invent for the show or if this was real life but her character has never been married and she's an amazing aunt to phyllis schlafly's six children and that's true Oof. she had six kids. Aside from going to college, getting multiple advanced degrees and practicing politics, she pumped out six children and kept house and did all that shit. So uh, that part, that part, I'm like, whoa, girl, okay. Hats Um, off. Yeah. Hats off. But her sister-in-law is single and childless and she's struggling with that because... As we know from that era, the women's problem written mm-hmm. in the feminine mystique right. exists that there's something wrong with you. You're broken. Right. And that's why you've not found a man yet and not have children and mm-hmm. you're a spinster, basically. Right. Like that's where that term came from. You're their spinster aunt. You know, right. you can love them as much as you want, but you're not their mom. Like right. so. And James Marsden is so good at playing this skeezy oh. senator. Oh, girl. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know.
2: He's so good. They, he cute, I mean, too. He cute, too. <laughs> he is cute. But he they're looked, all... Yeah. God, yeah. They're all just amazing. Like
1: This is fantastic. Okay,
2: this is good stuff. So I'm going to give a brief summary of episode one. They're okay. each entitled by the main person that they uh, follow. Like, every like character that. is in every episode, mm-hmm. but... Like, episode one mainly covers Phyllis, but you do see Gloria Steinem. You do see Shirley Chisholm for a couple minutes. You see Betty Friedan. Um, But then they do get their own episodes, too, which are so good. But episode one, we do meet Phyllis Schlafly while she is taking part in, like, it's a fundraiser for Senator Fulcrane, who is uh, James Marsden. Mm -hmm. But it almost looks like a Miss America pageant. Like she's in like a red, white and blue flag bikini. And I mean, for an older woman, she's a knockout. She looks fantastic. Right. But she's like parading herself around and almost like a pageant form. And but it's supposed to be a political, like I said, fundraiser or something, um, telethon or something like that. Because Mm -hmm. after she's finished and she's back in the dressing room, putting her regular clothes on, that's the first time we meet James Marston's character. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes back in and he's telling her that he can um, help her meet some important people the next time she's in Washington because she is an expert on nuclear treaties and the uh, discussions between the United States and Russia. That's like her MO. She, in the beginning of this, wanted nothing to do with the ERA. She didn't even really know a lot about it. Excuse me. She wasn't trying to fight the fight that like more women need to be in politics or women need to get out of the home or anything like that. She studied nuclear foreign affairs and that's what she wanted to get into to talk to the senators about and to you know goldwater and this and that um so she is a like pure on expert of that kind of topic um so he said to her that you know next time she was in washington he would help her meet some important people to discuss the nuclear treaties between russia and the united states she sits in a meeting with barry goldwater and other politicians as the expert about strategic arms and nuclear issues and they keep not listening to her because she's a woman Mm. They were expecting her to take notes for their meeting, and that was all. Um, not listening to her expertise at all, but they said to her, oh, if you want to go get a notebook from my secretary, you can sit here and take notes for us. And she's like, but that's not why I came. Like, you asked for my expertise, not my handwriting. Like, you know. Um, she did bring up, though, the impending ERA to them, because this was, so the first episode was set in 1971. They weren't really fighting 100% yet to ratify on the ERA, but there was lots of talks in the works about it. And even though that wasn't her agenda, they told her that if she wanted to move up in politics, she could actually use that to her advantage. Um, She said she didn't agree with it because housewives in middle middle America did not feel oppressed or enslaved in their marriages. Hmm. Because, like our friend from Facebook, she speaks for everybody. Um,
1: (laughs) Only 5% feel enslaved.
2: Only 5% really (laughs) feel enslaved, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, And that... She, according to her, if the ERA passed, it would draft their daughters, take away wives' benefits from their husbands in regards oh. to Social Security and pension and whatnot, and create unisex bathrooms. Oh, they were worth, oh my god. <laughs> I wow. don't know. I don't know why any of these are issues. Maybe the drafting part, but, like, I, I don't understand. Like, you're not, if you're married... You're going to receive your husband's social security benefits if he passes away.
1: You know what it sounds like to me when everybody was so... Hysteria and panic. (laughs) Yeah, that. And when everybody was so freaked out about um, the right to marriage, marriage equality, and being like, well, if we let the gays marry, someone's going to marry their yak and then bury a tree. (laughs) You know, they take it to the... It's their... they're they're like prejudiced inside going to create like zero to crazy to try and (laughs) justify why it's wrong when it's a thousand percent not going to be that
2: exactly they take it to the nth degree and that's kind of what she did a hundred percent yeah um that's a perfect that's a perfect alignment by the way um thank you you're welcome goldwater (laughs) did say to her that uh she could tell these women that are not being oppressed or not being enslaved in their homes, that he is on her side about the ERA, that he wants it squelched as well, and that he mm. could win the election if the housewives would actually get out of their houses and vote, because according to her knowledge of her, you know, the circles that she runs with right. and the women that are that she's, you know, in uh, in connection with, they don't vote because the policies and stuff are not being presented to them in any kind of way that they care about. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you know, 40 million housewives would come out and vote if they knew that something was actually affecting their daily lives and their children's daily lives. And he's like, all right, well, you know, maybe if you get on that and you rally them and you tell them that the men in Washington will help squelch this dangerous ERA if they come out and vote, she's like, okay. Here, I can do that. I have that power. I have a network of women that follow me. I, I, uh, I write this newsletter, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And she went completely from SALT treaties and nuclear arms to stop ERA, basically, which is the group that she ended up, you know, starting later on. Right. Yeah. Wow. She's, yeah. So she starts to discuss the ERA and its negative connotations with the women in her committees, like she's in the Daughters of the American Revolution. Uh, hi. Hi. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i said i was like of course she is um so they were having a tea and she was leading a leading a discussion to them about basically why the era is terrible and she called feminists and liberals quote godless women who don't bother with husbands or have kids and that makes them less of a woman oh wow i'm like oh my god wow Wow.
1: there's so much i don't know about her
2: it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I said, I did do a little bit of background on her, which I'm going to hit right after this. But for right now, I want to take a quick promo break to show support for my friends Nick and Justin at the Epic Film Guys. Their live stream for The Cure event, which is 100% virtual all the time anyway, so it fits during the quarantine, uh, will be happening in a couple of weekends from now. It's I believe it's the weekend of um, Memorial Day. They're promoting this huge event to raise ten thousand dollars this year for cancer research, and I'm going to be a part of them. It's like a three day podcaster extravaganza <laughs> that these mm. guys host online. That's fantastic! And it's, super fun. it's so much fun. It, it is fantastic. The amount of work, like, dude, starts putting this together in January, and. The amount of work that these boys do to make this happen is super cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you hear all about it, where you can go online to find out more and how you can donate, because like I said, it is coming up pretty soon. It's in a couple weeks. Awesome. So I'm going to let them explain all about it. And I'm also going to drop a promo from one of my pals at the Lady Pod Squad, because you know, it's fitting. So <laughs> girl time. <laughs> um, yeah, girl time. And we will be right back after the promo break.
4: We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute.
3: Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference.
1: Does the current political climate make you want to move to that island in Japan with a bunch of cats? No. No. Okay, well, you know what I mean, like a beach somewhere, cats optional.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, without the cats, because the current political climate makes me want to be in the fetal position all
1: day. Check out feminists Without Mystique. New podcast episodes released every Wednesday. Me wow. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're your beer drinking babes. I'm Ashley. And I'm Nagy. And we're from Rock Candy Podcast. Every week, we bring you a story from the world of music while drinking thematic beers. Did you ever wonder how much Charles Manson inspired the music you love today? Did you know that Joy Division and New Order are virtually the same band? Are you aware of how weird Kesha really is? Like, how she had sex with a ghost? Do you also not understand what Post Malone is? Because we don't.
2: Well, we got you covered. Behind the Music isn't around anymore, but we're here to pick up the slack. And be a little drunker. Yeah, so go ahead and look for Rock Candy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you catch your pods. And with that, party on, kids. Party on.
0: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?
4: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW void we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: And so the last thing I'd like to cover tonight, um, we're actually I'm so glad that we really had an in-depth conversation of the show, because like I said, the show is kind of the mother of this series. Right. So I wanna first of all I need to thank this you. This is for, your spark yeah yeah i need to thank you for jumping in so much about the show like that was perfect like this whole conversation is exactly what i wanted it to be um glad and since yeah and since even though i was a little less
1: educated on it no it's fine well i swear when we're done we're putting it on i think ed would watch it with me because he loves historical based stuff too
2: it's really cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, the, like, you're going to notice this right away. The intro, like, the music and the colors and, like, the way they put it together, you'll yeah. notice the little intricacies and you're going to be like, oh shit. I can't believe they did that. Like, it's, oh. um, visually, it's cool. Red. It, I mean, the clothes are amazing. Everything. It's just fucking God. I want to live in this time period. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, um, can you imagine what we to... would have been like? Oh, us girl. as friends, our friendship during this time, and I know you and I think about—I think about it a lot. Oh, yeah. I think about you yeah. and I a lot. We would have been a f- fucking giants. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine, like, Dude. you would have been on the front lines of that caucus. Oh. I could have been working for Ms. Magazine. I like, probably you... would have
1: been arrested a few times. Yes, <laughs>
2: but whatever. For disrupting, oh my God, like,
1: disturbing the and disrupting disturbing peace.
2: Disturbing the piece. yep. Oh, yeah. my God. How cool would that be, though? It would be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um since you mentioned history, um I'm gonna give everybody a little bit of background. As I said, the majority of the people in this show so far are actual people. We are studying American history here, folks, and whether that's be mm. a Hulu or a textbook, it's still valid. So Right. Um, but I did do some research uh using a few websites on Ms. Phyllis Schlafly. Um, Mrs. I'm sorry. She was very specific when she just, um when she introduced herself or when she was introduced, mm-hmm. that she was Mrs., you know, Schlafly and when when women would refer to themselves as Ms. or whatever, she she thought it was off-putting and unfeminine. So um she's an interesting cat, but uh yeah. we're, we're gonna talk yeah. We're gonna talk about her. Uh quick biography. She was born in St. Louis on August 14th, 1924, graduating first in her high school class at the Academy of Sacred Heart. Uh she was married on October 20th, 1949. She spent her married life in Alton, Illinois Uh, and then lived in Ladue, Missouri, after her husband passed away. Her husband, Fred Schlafly, who's played by John Slattery on the show, (laughs) was actually an attorney and a political mind in and of himself, uh they married in 49 as i said he passed away in 1993 um they did have six children together from and currently in the show i believe their kids range from like 25 to like 11 i mean they're Oof. all pretty close in age yeah i i just i it impresses me as much as as educated as she became and then found time to have six yeah, children and raise exactly. them like that was, that is impressive Her BA she received from Washington University in St. Louis in 1944. She was Phi Beta Kappa. She received honors. Uh, She worked her way through college. She got her master's in government from Harvard University in 1945. She received another advanced degree from Washington University Law School in 1978. And in 2008, she was awarded an honorary doctor of humane letters by Washington University in St. Louis. So she's, she's very intelligent. I will never deny her that. I just do not agree with her next section, Republican politics. Um, (laughs) Bummer. Yeah. She was the campaign manager for um, the Republican candidate Claude Bakewell in 1946. Um, She attended and played an active role in every Republican National Convention since 1952 up until when she passed away. Uh, Her 1964 book, A Choice Not an Echo, is a history of the Republican National Conventions. She was three times elected president of the Illinois Federation of Republican Women and was elected first vice president of the National Federation of Republican Women. She was a candidate for Congress from Illinois in 1952 and in 1970, uh, but she lost both times. She received numerous awards for volunteer service to the Republican Party. In 1990, she founded the Republican National Coalition for Life. With the specific uh, mission, mm-hmm,
1: I wonder what that means.
2: I wonder too. Of protecting uh, the mm. the pro life plank in the Republican Party platform.
1: Ugh,
2: Phyllis. Yep, she Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> she she really did do a lot though. She was constantly yeah. on radio shows and television. She had an active membership in the D.A.R. her entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did go back and study law once most of her kids were older. Uh, She was an attorney admitted to the practice of law in Illinois, Missouri, the District of Columbia, and the United States Supreme Court. She served five terms as a member of the Illinois Commission on the Status of Women. Her well-known 10-year battle was the pro-family movement to victory over the principal legislative goal of the radical feminist called the Equal Rights Amendment. (laughs) (laughs) She assembled the movement called Stop ERA. Wow. Laquira, which you'll find out a lot about in the show. So I'll yeah. just, I'll, yeah, I'll gloss over a lot a little bit. Um, but she did all this grassroots. She was all underground. She started a, basically it, was, it stemmed from a newsletter that, like I said, she put out to her DR, DAR. And they contacted mm-hmm. their friends and they contacted their friends. And then she had this network. So she, she really did do it underground. And as I said before, her major issues with the ERA were that it would, quote, conscript women into military service, lead to unisex restrooms, and remove dependent wife benefits under Social Security. Like, kid you not.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, but it gets so much better. Hold on. She was very familiar with the amendment. Once she decided that that was going to be her like, grassroots movement, she did read mm-hmm. through and she became very familiar with it. But her opinion was that women were not oppressed in the job field or in the home. Okay, so the quote that's going to make you fall out of your chair is... Oh, boy. She would say that, quote, sexual harassment on the job is not a problem for virtuous women. Oh. yeah, because, you know, they're Mm. safe. And sex education classes are like in-home sales parties for abortions. Oh, my God. Phyllis. (laughs) wow see i was waiting for your reaction because i already had the reaction when i read that so yeah i i know that is both super duper
1: stretches oh right of course because if you're wearing your victim blaming god damn you phyllis with the sexual harassment quote i know well sex
2: education is like an in-home what was that what it was it again What's that? Oh, what um, in-home sales party. So like Tupperware parties, basically. Yes. Yes. For abortions. Wow. Yeah. Yup. She was lady. She was something.
1: That's rough.
2: Yes. Um. <laughs> I
1: disagree. I yes. yes <laughs> we respectfully. As, we disagree respectfully with you.
2: disagree. Yeah, as do I. But yeah. um, and this is just something that I took from this. Um, according to the series, but also some of the research that I had discovered, she was always 100% against the women's liberation movement and the feminists that were involved. Fine.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: But she did have her, like, just perks of, of her own individuality, I guess if you want to call it. At the end of the day, she did work hard for her success. She was motivated by a mother who worked two jobs to raise her family after her father passed away. Wow. Uh, one of one of those jobs being a schoolteacher. Hmm. Um phyllis herself she put herself through school she received multiple advanced degrees as i said um and people have actually said about her that she is an extremely liberated woman and the way they use the word liberation is that she sets out to mm-hmm. do something and she does it right you know what you're not wrong you're not wrong i can't deny that ever so. that to me
1: was always the main like what like a key pillar of being a feminist Yeah, was like setting out to do something and doing it and having like that inner strength and positivity within yourself. You're like, I believe I'm worth doing it. I'm going to do it. And if so many women who were anti-feminism that still are would even understand that. Let's be like you're a feminist, too. And that doesn't mean a bad thing. It's like, look, this woman was a strong woman. She was an educated, strong woman. That, to me,
2: that's what a feminist is. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Educated, strong, Mm. and not letting anybody tell her that her beliefs are shit. Yeah. Because nobody did. They fought her. They debated her. That's fine. I mean, her and Betty Mm -hmm. Friedan were in a famous debate. But... She held her—granted, okay, granted she didn't always have her facts straight, like I said. Right. But she believed in this thing, and she would fight anybody tooth and nail to get the end end result that she wanted. Right. I Who am I to shit on that?
0: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So,
2: and this is the last piece that I have on her, but unfortunately—and this, this breaks my heart a little bit, too. Many of the mm. articles about her start—and because they're written recently—are aligning right. her to Trump and saying that her uh. method— Yeah, this is very upsetting. Her Mm -hmm. method and her style of organizing in the 60s is what turned into the heavy conservative foundation that allowed Trump to be voted into office today. A oh. lot of the articles that I read, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about like Buzzfeed articles, right? I read Esquire, yeah. I read New York Times, I read like, right? And they're all like, if it wasn't for her putting down the conservative platform that she did and supporting the people that she supported, then he wouldn't be voted in office. And I'm like, oh, hold on a oh. second, I, I'm oh, giving man. her all the credit in the world, but you're not pinning that on one person, right? Or the Stop pin- ERA movement, you can't pin it on the entire Stop ERA movement, right? Like, no, I, on I unacceptable i don't i don't accept that but because like i said i'm reading all these articles that were written i in pin the past that couple on
1: nixon and reagan by the way hi <laughs> yeah let's
2: hi, <laughs> hi. Oh. exactly exactly um she but as i said to you in the beginning she did also endorse him for the office when he was running in wow. 2016 she mm-hmm. was still alive mm-hmm. and she quote she is quoted from her yeah. obituary in the new york times Saying he had the courage and energy to do what the grassroots want him to do. Hmm. And that is a quote from her obituary. She died in 2016 at the age of 92. Wow. I know. So, that's nuts. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> and that that's how i gonna end my episode strong but often misguided woman exactly <laughs> exactly that's a perfect way to describe her strong educated motivated a little bit misguided Mis- sometimes
1: yeah but yeah, that's
2: okay. We all have our flaws, as well. But said. she's
1: part of the fabric, and I'm—I don't know. You just told me so much about her that I honestly didn't Aww. know, right? Because who do I focus on? But like the people who believe in what we believe in, sure. And you can 100%. totally call maybe that's what we all do, right? And I know I could be a hypocrite for it, and everybody, blah, blah, whatever. But uh, it's important because this makes up everything. So exactly. another piece of I'm cool to learn about this here and i'm excited to check this show out
2: yeah that's perfect the way you said it she is Mm -hmm. interwoven into the fabric of this there would be there wouldn't be as strong of a fight The ERA wouldn't have been knocked down the first time if it wasn't for her and the Stop ERA movement, which would have brought on the third wave feminism for us to fight more when we did. Exactly. There's reasons why you know steps had to happen. Like like you said, there's got to be a good and an evil, and not that I'm saying she's 100% evil, and I'm not that I'm saying Gloria Steinem is 100% good. Right. But they're both real people aren't. Exactly. But they're both major important players and we have to give due to all of them. Like, yeah. the only reason I never knew her name until the show was because, like you said, when you choose a side or when you find an interest, you right. lean towards the people that believe the same as you. So yeah. of course we were reading Betty Dan. Of course we were learning about Gloria Steinem. Well, exactly. And comparing, like, we were like, if there were no Ms. Magazine, there'd be no sassy and there'd be no bust. And no bust. Be no, exactly. All the stuff that bitch. came, came yeah, for exactly. us. exactly. You mm-hmm. know? But... To be completely honest, Shirley Chisholm is a huge part of the show, and I knew one thing about her. Yeah. Because, of course, too, why are they not teaching her in American history in high school? I didn't Mm -hmm. learn shit about Shirley Chisholm or Betty Friedan or Phyllis Schlafly when I was in high school, and they were as just important as a part of the American political system in the 60s as Nixon was and Goldwater was, but I learned about all those guys. You
1: hear the names those dudes thrown around, and I, I hate how dry history was. Because yes. there's so much, especially when I was um I became someone who got like some political and social motivation in a teenage years, so you'd have your little pieces here and there or who like a friend talked about or someone said, "Read this, or they're referenced in an article you read, so you want to learn about who Gloria Steinem is and why she's important. I could say for sure. That if they were mentioned, it was for a millisecond and then it went on. And that's yeah. a whole our education history books should yeah. be rewritten kind yeah, of 100%. BS that, you know, more way more about as a as a current teacher in this world. But damn, there yeah, there's so much more with history that would have been so much more interesting and also galvanizing to young kids in some way. Sure. Why did we have to scrape and find and beg and ask? For it,
2: yeah. it wasn't
1: just given to us.
2: And not only that, like especially when we when we were coming up, and a hundred percent now, it's not like the classrooms were only filled with white men.
1: Exactly. Please, like if
2: the stu- if the student population is diverse, why weren't the why were yeah. weren't the learning opportunities more diverse? Like I said, we when I was in school, we learned about Jesse Jackson, we learned about Reverend mm-hmm. King, we learned about yeah. Malcolm X. Why didn't I learn of about course. Shirley Chisholm? Exactly. Same. Like. That's ridiculous. It's. You know? I feel like so, embarrassed, yeah. but it wasn't even
1: there, and we it's didn't not like take the step <laughs> to like look for it. Yeah, we didn't write the curriculum oh, of the
2: yeah. of the '90s educational system in you know the northeast part of the country. Right, and then you and like think meet about someone... it. if We weren't learning about it. They certainly weren't learning about it down south or in the box oh, gosh, states no. in the middle of the country. No, they were learning uh, about Washington still in 1996. Yeah, and that's where it stopped.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but that's why college was was good for that or the type of what we picked or the roads we picked in college because then when it gets specific or you meet friends or you get to put into groups that oh i'm learning from this group i'm learning more if i'm interested in this i just learn more and then all the other classes you could take and then some of those professors i had that i'm grateful for
2: yeah same
1: that's why you let women's studies, those classes are always, you got to go jump into a women's studies class because they don't let you study That's those women most of your uh, educational life. It's not really in there as much yeah. as it should be.
2: I know. And I didn't take a lot of them in college either, so I guess I'm making up for it now, but I'm, I'm happy to do it.
1: <laughs> there is always time to learn. I feel like even during this time in the quarantine is the best time. A hundred percent. You know? Yes. I'm learning Photoshop and I'm learning how to play Yay! the bass. And
2: that's both so of those great. things
1: are helping me with my art.
2: <laughs> exactly. No, dude, that's so cool. Oh my God. Like, I, and that's, that's what this, every time I have a guest or even if I'm just ranting on my own. Yeah. That's everything I talk about. I got a comment last week from, I can't remember who, and I apologize profusely that I can't remember who because obviously you listen, but. They right. said, like, I think it's so nice that you always shout out your friends and their creative ventures on your show. Like, they're, that's so important. And I'm like, oh uh, well, yeah, because we're a fucking community, and that's what you're supposed to do. It's
1: appreciated, Mel. Yeah. yeah,
2: but also, I I know the struggles, as do you, as does Vic, as do all of us. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this, you know, and and this stuff is important to us. So yeah, we have to put it out there. So yeah. So that is that, my friends. Word up. <laughs> Part one in the bag. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't care. till this shit goes till July. This is going to be yeah, great. It should. There's a lot think, to talk uh, about. Listen, I think it's going to because while The Feminine Mystique is not a long book and mm-hmm. I'm sorry guys that we ran out of time tonight, but we will start The Feminine Mystique after another discussion of episode two of Mrs. America next week. Um, we will also learn about Betty Friedan's background.
1: Um, and I vow so cool. to pick that back up much like you. I kind of had pieces of, I have my old smelly bookstore copy, which is awesome (laughs) Uh, that I, you know, I guess I found in like a secondhand shop or wherever I got it. And, but I never went totally through it. No, I know. So I need to do that.
2: I know. It's hard. Yeah. Um, It was, but it was also a hard read as a young person. Like I didn't have the, I didn't have the years and years of education An experience behind me to actually Mm -hmm. absorb the book now i'm reading it and i'm absorbing it i will admit i did skip one chapter but it was because it was all freud and i can't i can't (laughs) can't oh i don't
1: freud either
2: so i was like by chapter five sorry
1: (laughs) you can go sit back there that's fine yeah
2: i was just like on my kindle like click 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 no thank you um but yeah other than that i mean it's excellent i can't wait to start breaking it down but that'll be next week Um, awesome so, I uh, thank you a thousand times for starting off on this venture with me. I appreciate Mel, it. No,
1: thank you so much. When you think, I mean, it means a lot. It does. Of just course. like our friendship, just like our history through the years of our friendship and us like uh-huh. developing our like political and social point of views with each other. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was, you're one of the first friends that I made who was like right there with me when I would start to talk about this stuff. You're like, yeah, dude, me too. And yeah. then we like we're oh, there's a, oh, there's a feminist collect. OK, we're going to join this feminist collective. We're going to do this. We're going to do that together. And that was such um it's a major part of our friendship. Yes. So to to keep it going like this means a lot.
2: Yeah. I appreciate yeah, like- it so much. We've been extending the Feminist Collective meetings from Ramapo for about 20 some odd years we'll now. We'll keep so them going, I,
1: me, you and Vic, anyone else who wants to join, we're never going to stop.
2: Exactly, It's open enrollment, baby. Bring yep. it. Like, Everyone's exactly. invited. Everybody's invited to the party. Yep. But yeah, no, exactly. That was It was super important to me, too, for that exact same reason. So I'm glad mm. you could be here. Thank you. And... Yes, please go check out the show. And whenever you want to come I'm back on
1: the first episode, tonight, girl, <laughs> we're going to eat dinner and I'm, we're going to put it on. That's my plan. Yes.
2: I need to rewatch the most recent episode because I was kind of in and out during it. But maybe I'll do mm-hmm. that tonight, too. Cool. But yeah, it's good stuff. And then let me know when you want to come back on and we'll f- fill these people's ear holes with some more <laughs> craziness.
1: <laughs> Will do, my friend. I love it.
2: All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed tonight. I hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.
4: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Ah, uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say?
4: Yes, you do.
0: In the car before my kids' PTA meeting.
4: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win into.